from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. You found primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. It is VEASAN's Primetime Action live from the South Point Hotel Casino. Tip of the strip, Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, Kelly Midland. Glad you could join us tonight. The National Championship of College Football, Alabama and Georgia, with the Bulldogs favored by three, the total at 52.5. That is on the agenda tonight, of course. First and foremost, we'll talk to Pete Futak about that. Matt, of course, beyond that, some basketball, some hockey. And, of course, a whole bunch of NFL as well. we got a few uh, games starting right now in the NBA. 7 Eastern, 4 Pacific, got the Bucks and the Hornets. The Bucks are two, two and a half points. There's one three out there even. Road favorite, 236 and a half up to 237 and a half the total. 7 Eastern, 4 Pacific, the Jazz and the Pistons. The Jazz, 10 and a half to 11 point road favorites, 223 and a half all the way to 224 and a half your total there. 7.30 Eastern, 4.30 Pacific, the Pacers and the Celtics. The Celtics are eight and a half to nine point home favorites. 2.11 to 11 and a half the total. Spurs and the Knicks at 7.30 Eastern, 4.30 Pacific. The Knicks are anywhere from five and a half to six and a half point home favorites. The total is 2.12 to 12 and a half. Sixers and the Rockets at 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific. The Sixers are 9.5 to 10-point road favorites, 226, 226 and a half the total. 10 Eastern, 7 Pacific, the Cavs and the Kings. Cavs are 5.5-point road favorites over the Kings, 220, 220 and a half. Your total, and then 10 Eastern, 7 Pacific, the Nets and the Blazers. The Nets are 8.5-point road favorites over the Blazers, 224. 224 and a half your total only three games on the ice tonight uh two postponements we got the bruins and the capitals going down right now so if you want to bet this one head to your book of choice almost a coin flip a little bit shaded in favor of the home capitals in that one nine eastern six pacific the kraken are playing the avalanche they're three. They're 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 minus three sixty. The Avalanche are as home favorites. Probably not big <laughs> enough. Should be five sixty. Lay it, Matt. Plus two ninety five on the Kraken as road underdogs in that one. And then we have the Rangers and the Kings at ten thirty Eastern, seven thirty Pacific. This one almost a coin flip as well. A little bit shaded towards the Kings minus one fifteen, minus one oh five on the road Rangers. I see your hate for the Kraken did not subside. 
in 2022? No, it's, it's, still, it's still, still there. there. Still, still, still alive and strong. I don't wow. even know if they played in 2022 yet, but I still don't like them. I don't alive. know if you've read them yet. I, as far as those NBA games go, I do have one bet tonight. I'm on the Bucks uh, laying two and a half at the Hornets. This is one of those weird. I don't. It's a smaller bet. I don't play a lot of these spots where it's the and this is real rare. It's not the home and home. They played on. They played on Saturday in Charlotte, and they're playing tonight in Charlotte. So Milwaukee got to sit, sit in Charlotte for the past two days and think about how they lost uh, on Saturday to the Hornets, expecting them to bounce back uh, strong tonight. This is still a Hornets team whose defense uh, is one of the worst in the league, allows some of the th- most three-point shots. Milwaukee, one of the best three-point shooting teams in the league, uh, as well as what Milwaukee and specifically Giannis is able to do at the rim, which Charlotte doesn't defend all that well. So I have a small bucks bet tonight, along with the national championship game going. On. What do you have in that? Uh, I'm on Bama plus three. I think we're, we're all on Bama. This is Team Bama tonight here on yeah, set. I got Bama on the money line. Though I will say, I don't feel that. I don't feel like hugely confident about it. No, no, neither I. Just it's it's not a massive wager. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think it's tough too because if we were we all were we all on Bama in the SEC championship game, right? Yes, we're right. It is like it's tough to look at a spread like that, right, and no. then think about okay, we got a rematch and we're going to take four points less. Yeah, for sure, for sure, absolutely. And uh, it was one of these bets that I made immediately when the line came out, just like I did with the National Semis, and the National Semis results were mixed. Bama, easy peasy. Michigan, not so much, if you know what I mean. Uh, NFL news, we will talk about the college football game momentarily with Pete Futak. But NFL news today, and we'll talk about everything that happened this weekend. Uh, Vic Fangio this weekend fired first by the Denver Broncos. That on the heels of his phenomenal decision with uh, 441 left in the game, down seven to the Chiefs to kick a field goal. The 7-9 Broncos, because you've just got to get a field goal at that point. you got to cut the lead from 7-4. to four. I'm sure there was more of a reason why they fired him than just that. But he was the first to go. And then today, uh, a couple that were no real surprise, Mike Zimmer and GM Rick Spielman fired by the Minnesota Vikings. Then the same happened in Chicago, Matt Nagy and their GM Ryan Pace. The Ryan Pace administration, perhaps most famous for its trade-up to get Mitch Trubisky, gone. And then we always say this, Matt, there's always a surprise. And I walked in here on a numbers game uh, this morning at uh, a little before 7 a.m. Pacific. And across the screen, I had to do a double take. The Dolphins fire head coach Brian Flores on the heels of winning eight of his last nine. Two seasons now where he's gone 10 and six and nine and eight back to back. A guy that we were talking about as a potential coach of the year candidate no less than two weeks ago. What do you make of that? Yeah, I just that one is just mind boggling. I mean, it, when we are looking at these head coaches and we're looking at coaches that, you know, okay, so we look at Zimmer and we see his coaching style obviously not translating to the current state of today's NFL. And it showed time and time again, the guy gets too conservative. He cost him teams, his cost his team several different games. Nagy never did really figure out. I mean, they brought Nagy in. If you remember, like he was supposed to be the guy that was going to be able to work with Mitch Trubisky mm-hmm. and make him like an NFL quarterback. Well, you know, Trubisky gets 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 shunned, and then here comes Justin Fields. It's a completely different deal. I think that style of coaching, by the way, of hiring coaches, is probably gone by the wayside now too. I don't think there's going to be any of these like, oh, we're going to hire this coach to to for this quarterback for this guy, and I I don't think we're going to see much of that anymore. It seems like it's been by our, by our, you know pretty much of abject failure when it comes to all that stuff. But so anyway, you, you got a naggy, never was able to develop either one of the quarterbacks, never was able to figure out an offense there either, completely anemic. So you like you get all of these things. Vic Fangio, yeah, a little bit of injury bug stuff this year. I think how he handled the whole quarterback thing maybe ended up rubbing 
them the wrong way up there in Denver, just the whole, you know, kind of playing it coy there for a while, even though it seemed like he was definitely going with Teddy Bridgewater the whole time, and but making it seem like it was some sort of competition. And, you know, anyway. But then you get to Flores, and you're like, okay, you get to this guy who with maybe outside of, outside of, you know, a handful of teams, one of the most talent-depleted teams in the NFL in general yeah. and was able to kind of like, for more times than not, make lemonade out of lemons. And you look this year, we talked about this several times on this program where we were saying, and it was less about Flores when we were talking more about Tua when people were giving him all kinds of grief about this, but it, it applies to Brian, Brian Flores as well, which is he never had his whole team on the field at the same time very often throughout this entire season and still was able to do what, like what you mentioned over the last two seasons. They bring in Will Fuller. He plays one game for him all, all year long. You don't have Devontae Parker out on the field for half of the season. You're down Miles Gaskin for several different games. Their offensive line, maybe, and this is, by the way, not his fault. He's not the guy that's bringing, you know, drafting guys or bringing in guys from a player personnel standpoint. Their offensive line was one of the bottom three offensive lines in all the NFL. So, what is what is he supposed to do other than what he actually did? I just I don't know. I'm well, I'm pretty blown away by that one. My my initial reaction was because there's obviously rumors of Stephen Ross being the the Dolphins owner being sort of infatuated with Jim Harbaugh had a flirtation with him some time ago as well. That was immediately shot down by Jeff Darlington at ESPN, uh, saying Stephen Ross not interested in Jim Harbaugh. Ross corroborated that later. And then it came out that Flores, the, at least the stated reason, interpret this how, how you will, believe it, or if you'd like to, uh, is that Flores had trouble with the relationships with Tua and their GM, Chris Greer. You know, I said out loud on the air this morning, I was like, are, are, they, blaming, are, are they blaming Brian Flores for the fact that they drafted Tua instead of Justin Herbert after that performance for Herbert last night being so raw? I, I mean, I don't know. It doesn't, I guess if the Harbaugh thing is not true, and I'll, I'll take them at their word, You've got to think that there's some splash that goes along with this because you can't replace Brian Flores with someone that's not going to create a buzz. So that's where it comes down to this, okay, is is, is there a whole bunch of grass is greener on the other side stuff going on here where it's like where where are you getting much better than what he was able to do? Again, with the team that he was given, with the injury situation he was handed the last couple of seasons, I mean, that is what you really have to like take a step back and realize here, I mean, this is just, this is just, was an incredibly talented team. It was just not. And, and he was able to win games despite the fact that not only were they not very talented, but they were the guys that were talented. Like I just mentioned, your Miles Gaskins, your Devontae Parkers, your Will Fullers, uh, you know, your corners missed time this year and all this, and was still able to win games despite the fact that you're, you're, the guys you did have that were talented were still hurt for, for half the different seasons. So I, I don't know, man. Like you said, unless this is like they have their eye on someone who like they're pretty sure they're going to be able to get, then this is a, a head scratcher to me. The other thing that happened is the uh, New York Giants, uh, Dave Gettleman retired, their GM retired today, um, but still with the job is Joe Judge. And the Giants yesterday, uh, we'll get to all the teams of relevance, but the Giants being the last team of, of non-relevance we should probably talk about. But they were down three to nothing, third and nine at their own four, with 4.59 left in the second quarter. And they essentially go into a quarterback sneak formation, and Jake Fromm gets a yard. And I just, that play symbolized everything about the New York Giants and Joe Judge still with a job, and it looks like he'll be there next uh, year. All the reports. Yeah. He's going to. He's going to be there. So I just, 
By the way, there was there was a third down play. I don't know if you saw it where they're down six to nothing and, and Fromm hit Kenny Galladay perfectly deep and Galladay just like wouldn't even stretch for it, just went through his hands. You just watching this team, you're like, wow, this team is worse at the end of this season was worse than any other team in the league. There was a there was a tweet and I really wish I remembered who tweeted it. So sorry that I'm not giving you credit for it, but it was it was a final season tally for the uh, for the New York Football Giants. Kenny Galladay zero receiving touchdowns. Kadarius Tony zero receiving touchdowns. This guy missed five different games. He had one touchdown. Andrew Thomas. Oh, and also he's a left tackle. <laughs> also so, he plays on the And also line. he yes. missed five games and also he's a left tackle. <laughs> so there's there's that. Oh, that tells you the state man. basically of the New York Football Giants. So bad. The coaching carousel begins. I'm sure there will be more. But Brian Flores, absolutely the surprise. Uh, just less than 24 hours since the conclusion of week 18. We will talk more NFL, but next, college football's championship tonight between Georgia and Alabama. Pete Futzak to discuss it all with us next. Beeson's primetime action. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Prior to making your next bet, be sure to visit VSIN.com to check the current betting splits data. It's a new feature that gives you insights on where the money and bets are moving for every game. You'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money does not match the public opinion. Data available, as always, for money line over, under, and against the spread bets. Betting splits yet another way. That VSIN is here to make you a smarter, better year round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at VSIN.com. Skill, Matt, and Kelly, ladies and gentlemen, I believe he is attending the game tonight. The championship, ladies and gentlemen, it's Pete Futek from College Football News. How you doing, Pete? Where you at? I am in the stairwell in Lucas Oil Stadium. I apologize for any and all things that happen around me because uh, this is the quietest place I can find with all the craziness going on outside here. All right, we got stair- we got stairwell radio, everybody. Stairwell radio from Lucas Oil. Let me let me just ask you point blank here Pete so this is this to me is a I said this this morning also this is a great sort of case study in sports betting which is to say that you have the recency of seeing Alabama blowing out Georgia as six and a half point dogs but then if you take the year-long data you see that Alabama struggled with multiple teams right Florida Auburn uh, Arkansas LSU all leap to mind Um, and Georgia in the common opponents really crushed those same opponents and so you have the recency of the of the thing we just saw, first and foremost, and then you have the full season stuff. I'm not saying one is 
better than the other? Because I really don't know, even though I have a bet on Bama. But would you characterize it similar to that as well? And which way do you decide to go here? Absolutely. I mean, it's one of those things that probably whatever happens will confirm whatever we can try to figure out. But, like, around here, everyone seems to have the exact same analysis that they think Georgia is the better team. But Alabama is so in Georgia's head that how do you pick against Nick Saban in a game like this, especially as an underdog? I mean, the stats are overwhelming. So it's like, can they get over this hump? I, I almost, you know, there's so many different ways you can look at this in, in terms of uh, previous experience. And, uh, like, is this Clemson from a couple of years ago where you did have, uh, you know, Clemson losing that heartbreaker and then they came back and won that thriller in the next year's national championship? Or is this a case where, look, Alabama's just Alabama and Georgia isn't and it comes out rolling? And, you know, this is going to be just a, a fascinating game all the way around just to see. Like you said, where does this go? Where does this all line up? Pete, if we're looking at um, – if we're trying to, like, correlate the total to how you think the outcome of the game is is going to go, would it be fair, in your opinion, to say if you favor Georgia, then you would lean towards the under because you wouldn't want a, a game like the first game where Alabama's coming out and being able to sling it all over the field and whatnot. And if you favor Bama, then you would look towards the over because it would be kind of much more of the same of them finding a ton of success through the air. And then with that, Georgia kind of has to abandon the run game and then they start throwing all over the place as well, which favors an over. Absolutely. So like, and there are funky bets out there that you can do to kind of mix and match everything. I think Georgia wins this. And I think it's like you said, I'm picking Georgia and I'm picking the under, but it's Alabama. So there are bets out there to be had that if you take like Alabama plus six and a half and under on, you know, 52 or something like this, you can get stuff like that out there. Uh, But yeah, you're right. You got to kind of assume that if this is a shootout that favors Alabama, because they've got the better quarterback and the better overall skill players. If this is more of a defensive fight, this favors Georgia because that means they control the game a little more. Uh, I think this, I would be sort of stunned if this is not played in the twenties on each side. Uh, I, I don't think this is going to be any sort of a shoot. I'm hoping for one that's more fun, uh, but I think this is going to be an intense fight and or one team just comes out and stomps the other. But it's really hilarious to talk to you know all the different sides out here. Alabama people here are just like, yeah, we're probably going to win. And Georgia people are like, oh, we have no chance of winning. So it's, it's so funny to watch how these guys are uh, just the attitudes of both sides of these teams. Pete, the audio is not great, so just last thing. What what ultimately is your favorite bet then of the night? Uh, I think yeah, just take up Georgia straight up. I mean, two and a half, it's not that bad. Uh, I would go with that because I do think that this is one of those teams on a mission. I said at the beginning of the college football playoff that uh, the defenses were going to rise up and the defense was going to play like it did uh, throughout the regular season. And like you said, Alabama did struggle during the regular season, so I do think this is going to be George's night to finally get over that hump. But I hate picking against Alabama, but, yeah, I just did it. <laughs> Pete, thank you. Appreciate it. We'll talk to you in the morning. I will talk to you in the morning with a better sound than this. Pete Futek, everybody, at Peter Futek, uh, F-I-U-T-A-K on Twitter. Um, listen, I think everything he said, by the way, is a pretty accurate assessment of how most people think. First of all, when this line came out, so Alabama – beats Georgia soundly 41 to 24 in the SEC championship. And then once we play the semifinals, 
This line comes out. George is favored by three. It toggled between three and two and a half most of the arc of this since this line has been out the last 10 days. And I think most casual bettors were shocked that Georgia was still the favorite. But the truth is, again, in the SEC championship, Georgia was favored by six and a half. So it really does represent a pretty significant adjustment. Yeah. It, no. but, but apparently for some, the recency bias was so powerful that it wasn't enough. Yeah, it, it seems true. And, and listen, the, one of the things to remember is that Alabama team that took the field in that game is not the same Alabama team that's going to be taking the field in this game. And, and one of the things I do want to bring up here since Pete was talking about just the, the odds, and, and because what we're seeing right now across the market, there are two and a halfs available, but they're juiced. There are threes available that are, and I'm talking about specifically if you want to bet Georgia, that are that are even money. I've I've seen even as as little I've seen a little bit of plus money today, like a plus one hundred five. If you wanted the minus three right now at DraftKings, it's even money. If you want the minus three, and Gil, we're we're starting to see what we see a lot of times in these big games right now over rest of country. William Hill, hmm. you can get the Georgia money line at minus one thirty five right now because people have been betting the hell out of Alabama on the money line, and this is what we see a lot of times with these things. So, just. You know, be sure and shop around here. I would take, you know, just me personally, if this was all available to me and I wanted Georgia, I would take Georgia minus 135 on the yes. money line. Yeah. If I really, really wanted, for whatever reason, wanted to lay points in this thing, I would go to the three at even money as opposed to the two and a half at minus 120. Like, so there's, there's, there's a lot of different, there, there's a lot of different ways that, that this, these big standalone games kind of vary as opposed to the games that we typically talk about here on the program. So again, just the, the, these money lines are starting to get a little bit screwy out there. Again, you can find a 135 on Georgia right now. So you would take that money line all day over a two and a half at 120. So just yeah. be sure and take a look at all of these that are going on right now. Yeah, I think the other thing too is is depending on shops, right? The South Point is pretty rare with how they handle things, but they don't they don't juice the spreads at all, right? So mm. here at the South Point, you're they're sitting as well, I guess MGM's now at three as well. But right now, if you were going to try to lay, you know, want to catch three with Bama and not have to lay any extra juice, it, South Point is the only place in town until a couple minutes ago MGM just switched over. But, Matt, your, your point is a great one. We talk about this, and we'll talk about it this year, was the Super Bowl approaches and when that Super Bowl line is out. For whatever reason, and bookmakers don't really know why, last 25 years or so, folks bet championship games. Primarily we talk about during the Super Bowl, but it also applies here to the college football championship. They, they bet them differently. When they take the dog, they take the dog on the money line, not plus the points. It's a little different behavior than a typical regular season game. And so because of that behavior, what Matt's referring to is that the favorite money line gets muted in a way that it doesn't typically. So if you can get the Georgia at minus 135, that really probably is the way to bet that. Uh, we famously talked about it during the Patriots-Falcons Super Bowl, how the Patriots' money line dipped to a mm -hmm. point in that game where you're almost like, well, i got to take the money yeah. line now if it's, if it's dipping into the minus 140s, that kind of thing. So we're seeing that even more pronounced in this game. And by the way, let me just one last clarification. What I was saying before, how I was couching this game about how, you know, it's the recency bias of Alabama and it's the full season date of Georgia, and it's what is a better, your, your task as a better is to figure out what matters more to you and what you think will be prevailing uh, in tonight's game. I don't say that with judgment. This is not a uh, tennis match or, or an NFL game where I'll, I'll have tremendous conviction on something. I genuinely do have a bet on Bama uh, myself, but 
ultimately, I just thought that Georgia gets, you know, that, that the Nick Saban factor over Georgia would be the prevailing thing. Would I be shocked if I lost this bet? Not at all. There are very, very compelling arguments on both sides of this game, right? I mean, for, for, every, for every argument on the Bama side that, hey, look, you've got the better quarterback, you've got the better coach, that, is, that means a ton to me. There are the arguments for on the Bama side as well, where it's like, okay, well, you know, if you look up if you look up and down Georgia's schedule, that game against Clemson obviously doesn't mean near as much as it did at the time because we figured out what Clemson was over the course of the season, and the SEC East is certainly much weaker than it has been in years past, and so their path to this was was much easier than Alabama. But then you look on the Georgia side of things, and you say, okay, yeah, but then now Alabama's down one of their one of their best. Uh, one of their best receivers, a couple of their offensive linemen got dinged up in that game uh, 10 days ago. There's, it's not the same team that took the field whenever these two teams did play in the SEC championship game. There, there really are like super compelling arguments on, on both sides of this game, which is why this really is just a, a fascinating game. And I know it's like crazy. We, we did see these two teams play, you know, not that long ago, but it, it, it's a different game. It's a different feel. And, and there are different factors going in here. It's the matchup most people wanted to see. Doesn't make it the most bettable thing in the world. But, yes, John Mechie's absence didn't matter against uh, Cincinnati. We'll see if it matters tonight. We'll come back. NFL talk. Fruit baskets as well, though. Who helped us win bets this weekend next? You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. VSIN's got a great new offer to help make this your best betting year ever. Why don't I tell you about it? our all-new Big Game Big Dance special, providing VEASAN Plus all access to everything we do from now through April 5th for only $69. Sign up now and get our daily best bet emails, 24-7 video access, the upcoming Big Game in College Who's Betting Guides, plus full access to VEASAN.com with our exclusive betting split breakdowns on every game. It's one of the most exciting betting seasons of the year, so don't miss out on one of our best deals of the year. Visit VEASAN.com slash big deal to sign up today for only $69. 87.41 Canadian, which, uh, Kelly, dollar is weak. Do- dollar, uh, dollars real do- week. Dollars, dollars week from week. the beginning of the week last week. This was 88-something last week. Oh, it's man. it's 87-something now, so it is a discount for you guys up north. Gil, you, you really missed him. Matt was so disappointed every time he would do that read, and I would not chime in. <laughs> he would not <laughs> refuse. Yeah, I'm like, no, nah, I'm not doing that. Sorry. He was like $69. So so then he'd have to uh, he'd have to throw it over to me for something, so then he could go do the conversion himself. And I, yeah, I, didn't, I didn't want to insta-convert, <laughs> so I needed like a pause between the conversion. I didn't want to insta-convert. I like your dedication. Fruit basket time, everybody. Fruit basket. Some bets are more fruitful than others. Let's find out who deserves a fruit basket of their own for helping the primetime action crew win this weekend. Your Honor. Your I'll Honor. give the first shout out to the old Pittsburgh Steelers here. I mean, this was a bet strictly based off of what I figured was going to be a low scoring ugly game between two teams that I had power ranked at this point with the current version of the Ravens that was going to be taking the field this week, pretty even. And I was getting four points with the Steelers in a gross game. Well, it was definitely gross and it was disgusting, but thank you Steelers for being just a little less disgusting than the Ravens 
to go ahead and get this bet home this week. Um, I know I can't believe that we are going to have to see another week. It's amazing. Of this team. It's amazing. In 2022, it is beyond crazy. One of the worst playoff teams ever. uh, It it really and truly. I would like some fruit back from the Steelers because let's just just recap this real quick. Give me me 30 seconds. Yeah, go right ahead. Najee Harris uh, finished his top five in the NFL in rushing yards. Okay. (laughs) Has the most touches of any rookie in the NFL. I know where this is going. Goes over on his props in rushing yards, receiving (laughs) yards, receiving touchdowns, receptions, but not rushing touchdowns, Gil. Well, what do you end up with? Seven? Seven. (laughs) Seven and a half. And, uh, well, they only scored one touchdown in the game. So pretty, pretty difficult. For uh, for that to get, can I just home. say one last thing about yeah. the Steelers? How did that Big Ben pass that fourth and eight with two twenty seven left in overtime? That he threw to Ray Ray McLeod looked like it was going to be spiked two yards in front of him, and somehow the ball trickled to Ray Ray McLeod's ankles. I texted Chrissy Andrews, lifelong Steelers fan, like, how'd that get there? He goes, God loves the Steelers. <laughs> yeah, right. It's the only explanation. Another 30 completions for 244 yards yes. oh, for crazy. Ben Roethlisberger in that game. I mean, listen, I guess to his credit, if we do want to give him, he is staying within his current skill set. <laughs> like there's, so if we want to at least, if I know that's like that, like that back, almost a backhanded compliment, but hey, he is staying within within his skill set. Second one here to the Washington football team. We talked about this on the show on Friday as well. The alt line on this game against this Giants team that had literally, I mean, like just one had no talent two had absolutely no desire to go out there and play at all. I mean, you were starting Jake Fromm in this game. There was just so many things working against this, uh, against this team. So we talked about playing some alt Lines on this got in at nine and a half, got plus one forty-five on the nine and a half, and was able to uh, to get that home pretty easily there. And uh, you know, a little side note: good job to, uh, to Taylor Heineke earning all of his all, all of his incentive bonuses this uh, past week as well. For a dude that was only making a million dollars on his actual deal, was able to uh, cash in another hundred and thirty-seven thousand this week. So that's there a that's go. a nice bonus. There you go, Taylor yeah, Heineke. That's, that's a nice little nice big, little bonus. Big name reveal February second. Catch the fever. Oh yeah. Whew. Commanders. It's gonna be it's gonna Armada. be the Washington football squad <laughs> instead <laughs> of the Washington it. football team. Whole, new, whole <laughs> new rebrand. It's the Washington football squad. <laughs> um uh, uh, Seattle Seahawks. This was uh, 70% on me and then 30% just complete luck in this thing. Um, I got in three different times live on them in this game because, one, I thought they were outplaying the Cardinals as it was. And then about 30% of me was like, hey, by the way, they're, the Cardinals are going to be doing some scoreboard watching. And this was at the time where the Rams were sitting there and they were clubbing the 49ers. And so it was 17 to nothing. And I'm like, all right, look, it's 17 nothing. At this point, Cliff's going to look up and say, I got to get Kyler out of the game. I got to get all these guys out of the game. I was thinking, okay, we got to get on the Seahawks. We got to get on the Seahawks. And plus, at that point, the Seahawks just looked like the better team out there than the Cardinals anyway. So I was able to get in on that uh, three different times live. Unfortunately, the 30% handicap did not uh, work out. Was was wrong. The uh, the 49ers come with an awesome comeback and end up winning the game outright. But um, the the Seahawks just go out there and in a game that they had nothing to play for. Maybe Russell Wilson's last game there. Maybe Pete Carroll's last game as coach. Whatever it was, uh, got it done on the road against the playoff team in 
the Cardinals. Uh, more more uh, prop bet goodness this weekend. Gronk getting his Gronk getting his incentives was the slam dunk of the week when it came to to prop bets. This was yeah. a dude that was going to make a million dollars by just getting seven catches and eighty five yards. He was getting seven catches and 85 yards. That was just going to happen. I mean, it's there's no way Tom was not going to get him a million dollars. You guys might have seen the video uh, on, from the sidelines where they tried to take Tom out of the game, and he's like, no, I'm going back in to get Gronk the one catch, which he threw him the one catch, and then he left the game. So it was like he was out there to get his boy a million bucks. He got his boy a million bucks. And then as we talked about, Kelly, Listen, that prop line for Cooper Cup at 118 and a half was way too high. Yeah. So we had to pound the under there, and we coasted home with his 118 yards that he had <laughs> in that game. We coasted home with a half-yard win there on Cooper Cup going under his receiving yardage total. It was the stupidest sweat I've ever had on a prop bet ever. I'm sitting there like, oh, my God, he's going to blow this away by, like, 35 yards. <laughs> like it's not even, and it stopped on 118. And we win it by a half of a half a yard out there, so that was pretty fun. All right, Kelly, time crunch. Here we go. Fruit basket, Tennessee Titans. You are the number one seed in the AFC. The Texans were game. They wouldn't go away. But Ryan Tannehill was at his best at the most high leverage moments yesterday. Derrick Henry coming back. Two home games for the Super Bowl. Also, Jimmy Garoppolo. Let us not speak illy of Ryan Tannehill and Jimmy Garoppolo anymore. Ryan, uh, excuse me, Jimmy Garoppolo engineering a 88-yard drive in a minute yesterday to tie this game up after the uh, Niners had previously made up a 17-point deficit. Way to go, Jimmy Garoppolo. Fruit basket to you. Get down with your bad self. Neither Tannehill or Garoppolo should ever be uttered in the same sentence as Carson Wentz ever again. And Joe Judge, this is kind of the bizarro uh, fruit basket. While you guys are sending it to the Washington football team, I will send one to the real appropriate person to receive the fruit basket for that game. That was Joe Judge. We talked earlier about how they went for a quarterback sneak at their own, what was it, third and seven at their own four earlier in this game in the second quarter down three to nothing. What was that? Joe Judge, for all you do, this fruit basket's for you. Kelly? Yeah, you know, you're absolutely right. That could be included in mine here as well with uh, with everything Joe Judge did in that game. But yeah, I'm going Washington and Seattle. This is, I didn't end up playing the, the alt line. It was, we, we were kind of talking ourselves into that on Friday, Matt. I didn't end up playing the alt line, but I just, it was a teaser, man. That I just kind of, I hit once. I, I hit twice. And I'm sitting there on Saturday. I'm like, nah, like, usually pretty careful on week 18 of what you go heavy on and what you don't. And I'm like, I really, really like this thing. So I hit it again. So that, that was a teaser. I hit a few times over the weekend. It was really, really not that big of a sweat, uh, even with that, you know, kind of a wonky number on Seattle. But that didn't matter at all at the end. Um, so big win there uh, over the weekend. And then my second one is just the the Bills. Uh, taking on the AFC East, just another future uh, future cash this weekend. Matt, I think you were on that as well, right? So uh, AFC East bet getting home with the Buffalo Bills. Thank you very much. Yeah, I got the Bills home, got the Rams home, like crawling, you know, kicking and screaming. Yeah. Yeah. So did get a few. Yeah, got a few more of the futures in there. Uh, You know, bizarro world, because you mentioned that you mentioned the point. So bizarro world MVP is Debo Samuel and then bizarro world coach of the year. Like and and listen, I poo pooed this team top to bottom forever, but Bizarro World Coach of the Year is probably Sean Payton, too. Like, if you look at how terrible 
terrible that Saints personnel oh. is and how horrible a situation he was put in this year. And to even have that team yes. in the realm of possibility to make the playoffs, Dude. like Bizarro World Coach of the Year and Bizarro World MVP. It's like Debo Samuel and Sean Payton. The the Niners coming back and winning that game yesterday was so big for just the entertainment value of this nation because to think that both the Eagles and Saints were both going to be in the NFC playoffs would have just been the most dreadful And then add in experience. the Steelers on the AFC side, oh. and it's just kind of like, wow, yeah. wow. And the Niners all of a sudden sort of become, you know, that sneaky team from, you know, Underneath things, Kelly. <laughs> it's the uh, primetime action version. Of Coming from nowhere. Something I would say on that. Out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. That was un- I, mean, I was thinking the same thing, though. I was like, if the Saints of the Eagles make this, but this is the worst tandem of teams ever in a playoff in one conference. Thankfully, we don't get to see that yet. But yes, Sean Payton, a job well done. And he had to rely on Trevor Simeon to get it done yesterday, too. And he did. To no avail, though, ultimately, for their playoff lives. We'll come back. We'll look a little bit at props for tonight's game. And the big NFL talk begins next. Beeson's Primetime Action. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Join the playoff action with the Supercuts Fantasy Super Series. Play free fantasy football and basketball in this eight-part contest series and compete for a cut of $45,000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Supercuts now to get in on the action. It's not just any haircut. It's Supercuts. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. You go to Supercuts, man? You got a good haircut there. I do not. I do not. That's a super fly haircut. You, you know. Gil, you know better than that. I do. Gil. I do. It's just I have to do it every three weeks on an appointment. I don't think you, I don't know how far in advance you can sign up I think up you can call Supercuts and go three weeks in advance. You can just three weeks in advance them? I'm guessing. I have to have the same I don't lady know. every yeah. single time. I don't know how long, oh, I'm very often people yeah. work at the, at the various establishments. I have a very st- strategic thing that's going on here. I've got, <laughs> I've got, I have an unfortunate calyx. On. So, like, you need, you have to get a oh, relationship. With, I do too. You have to have a relationship with yeah, the hairstyle. Yeah, I feel you, man. Or things you. go bad quick. I'll get the little alfalfa sprout thing going back here because I have one right on the top of the back part. So it's just wow. like, yeah. So it's like you got to know how to. You got to know how to. You know, I got one left side. Yeah, you got to know how to mangle oh. that. I got one right up in front gotta, here. Got to like, mangle it. Got to work around it. Yeah. 
Mangle it. She has had three different kind of iterations of how she's gone about. Really? Yeah, damage control, and I think we're oh. we're pretty good right now. Hey, Kelly, could you uh, a lot of segment for this tomorrow as well? <laughs> I was just gonna say, would you like my ten minute breakdown <laughs> on my haircut? Yours? I'm I don't thinking, even, what are you talking? I'm your, thinking I the B do, block. I could do yours. Like, I mean, you're, I'd be very easy for me to do. Oh, you don't think? Give me a pair of nah, clippers. You got me started on the skill because yeah, no, you don't think? No, you're absolutely right. You like, there's a lot of things that go into knowing a barber, into stylist. Yours? Yes. Bro, come on. I could do his in I could do yours in seven they minutes. Use, they go scissors or razor for you? Both. Okay. What do they use scissors Both. for? You are so full of it. No, dude, up top. Up top. You got, dude, I, I got that super I got that super fine blonde hair. Do you ever go through that problem where you're up top? It's all the same length on the top, and then everything's just shaped no, on not, the side. It's a lot shorter on the sides I, and the back. Oh and then it's longer. I could do that for sure. It's a little bit longer on this side because it brushes over a bit. I don't want to take anyone's job, but I could do that. For yeah, you. you come to me at the barbershop next time. Well, you'll see. I could do that for you. Gentiles. Just say fine hair. I could do that for him. Tomorrow on the show. Save me some cash. <laughs> it's time for Prop Watch, everybody. Prop Watch. College football Prop Watch. Over. Three and a half haircuts for this crew. This month. Over. Passing yards, Stetson Bennett. Many consider him the weak link for Georgia. 249 and a half, and then Bryce Young. Your Heisman Trophy winner, thir- four, uh, 314 and a half tonight for passing yards. And there you see the touchdowns. Bryce at two and a half. Stetson Bennett at one and a half. But Stetson's over heavily juiced. Bryce is under heavily juiced. I think you just kind of like, you, you can kind of make correlated plays here, I think, with how you think that this game is going to go. Because if Bryce Young is going to go for 314, three, you know, 315 yards in this game, then you've got a pretty good opportunity that, that Alabama could win this game outright, right? I mean, like what you're what you're looking for, I think, out of Georgia here is to be able to limit what they were able to do through the air in the first game, where he did go for over 400 yards. I think this is probably a little bit inflated because of that first game, and they didn't want to put the number too low because they know everyone everyone will then just 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 play the over, and, and they don't want to put too much liability out there on it. But there's you know that that first game again, it was it's. Different personnel this time. They there is you would think some adjustments being made on the Georgia side of the ball. You would like to think that Georgia also, and this is where I think it's so fascinating as to how this game is going to play out. Like, does Georgia, even though they know maybe it's not the path of least resistance, do they run the ball a little bit more in order to try to limit possessions from Alabama on the offensive side of the ball? Right, like, like play a little bit more close to the vest, play a little bit slower. Because what we saw with Alabama, they played with a bunch of tempo in that first one, got yeah. the defense all discombobulated and, you know, and all that. So it's like, does Georgia say, no, 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 we're not going to let you do that. Like, we're going to play super deliberate, run the play clock down, like keep your offense on the sideline. So uh, the strategy in this is is really fascinating. It, it really me. is. And I think that's kind of what Pete was talking about a little bit. I, and, and I agree. Like I, I think Georgia, especially as long, as long as you can kind of run the ball on offense, keep, you know, keep your defense off the field. I, I think what you saw Alabama do in that first game, uh, if you're Georgia, you got to be thinking, why wouldn't they try to come back out and do the same kind of thing? So that means you got to try to take some air out of the ball on offense, right? So your offense isn't ex- our defense isn't exhausted from being on the field the whole, whole time with the with Alabama. Um, and so yeah, I don't know. I, I think I think yeah, you could. I didn't play a bet on the under or anything, but I think you could go under in the game. And I think some of that's going to correlate with some of these well, props. Too. And, and and Georgia might be one of the few few teams, well maybe the only team in the country, right, that has the personnel that they could play one of these defensive styles like you kind of see in the NFL where you bait the other team to run, right? We're kind of like, we want you to run. Like, don't 
get the chunk plays because we know that that's way more harmful to us whenever you're able to complete the 15 and 20 and 25-yard passes. So take the four yards and five yards at a time, and we'll just hope that we we will be able to stop you or limit your damage here, maybe hold you to a field goal, maybe maybe make you have to punt if you aren't able to convert on one of the third downs. Like I, I think that Georgia – it's probably the only team that has the personnel to be able to do that against Alabama and something like this. So I don't, you know, again, this is all just speculation because I, I have no idea how they're going to go about it. That's why I, th- I do think it's kind of fascinating as to what the strategy is going is to be by both these teams. Four years, two days ago, we were in here. Uh, Brent Musburger was uh, hosting a uh, a betcast live. We were flanking Brent. It was the Georgia Alabama game where Bama was down thirteen to nothing at halftime of the national championship, and uh, Nick Saban goes ahead and. Uh, and benches, benches Jalen Hurts for Tua Tagovailoa, Tagovailoa to uh, Devontae Smith on a second and 26 in overtime to his win it. His only catch of that game. His only catch of that game, and it was Tua at it. No one, you know, Tua had never started a game at that point, and he brings him in for the second half. In the championship game, I had a 30-1 to ticket on Georgia right as the touchdown is scored. <laughs> Brent goes, what do you think about that one, lad? I'm like... <laughs> I'm going to need a minute. Bro. I was going to ask you if that was the game. <laughs> I'm going to need a minute. <laughs> I remember that story. You always tell yeah, me that story. So you wait your whole life to talk to Brent Musburger. The first thing you said, nah, I'm going to need some time. I lost right? a lot of money. I might need a minute. <laughs> I'm going to need some time. I know, I know how you pay me, but uh... Uh, receiving props for tonight. Jameson Williams, the uh, top dog for, uh, I shouldn't say it that way, top uh, player for Alabama at 112 and a half. Ja'Cory Brooks and Slade Bolden, uh, two and three for Bama. But Brock Bowers in between them along with Jermaine Burton and George Pickens uh, for Georgia. The guys that are really, really, really plugged into this that I've been listening to and, and reading over the last few days think that James Cook is going to play a bigger role in the pass game. Now, this is them also just speculating. They were cl- very clean, clear to say that this wasn't any inside information that they had gotten. This wasn't any sort of anything where they were, you know, plugged into one of the coaches or whatever. But the – they think that there could be a lot of kind of mismatch opportunities by moving James Cook all over the field and getting him in, try to get him in advantageous positions against maybe a linebacker and and stuff like that. You know, we've seen some of these. And, and again, with it, with it only being 20 and a half, right? I mean, you kind of line him up. He catches one favorable, you know, he catches one favorable matchup against a linebacker. You hit him on a wheel route. It goes for 40-some-odd yards, and then you're home on this thing with, with one catch or whatever. So, again, I, I would have a, a lean deliver on that. That is not my assessment. That is like some of these guys that are broken down, you know, this game. And one of the things that they think could be keys to success in this game is is trying to get him, scheme him into advantageous positions that may may get them into some sort of mismatch. And so, um, again, it's, it's pretty low. You can probably get there with one big catch or two kind of middling catches with him if they are able to find those matchups or something. So um, if you're, if you're looking to, if you really want to get a prop in your account, you know, I know that there are some pretty smart people who think that that's a good one. Yeah. No surprise on the rushing props. Brian Robinson Jr. For Bama, long line of great Bama backs. He's at the top here at 64 and a half. Zamir White, top dog for Georgia at 46 and a half. I think the only one that's interesting to me is, is the one that we always look at is, is these quarterback numbers, right? And it's just, you, you look and, the one thing we're we're fairly certain about is is there's maybe there's question questions in Alabama's secondary, maybe there's some questions at, at, at other you know positions and stuff like that on the offensive side of the ball. One thing that we're not questioned about is whether they're probably going to be able to get pressure on Stephen Bennett in this game. And and one of the things we talk about a lot of times is if you draw back to pass, pressure comes. 
lanes sometimes get created and guys just take off, you know, it's like, it's just one of those things where it's like, all right. And Stetson Bennett took some pretty, pretty bad sacks in that SEC championship game. And I imagine that was one of the points of emphasis leading into this game was, Hey man, either throw it away or go and like minimize the losses here or try and get, you know, some sort of positive stuff out of this. So again, that that's, that's the one that I kind of gravitate to. Yeah. I just I, remember right in, in college football, yeah. the, 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 the sack yardage comes off yeah. of rushing and not passing. The uh, I, I didn't play any player props. I did two play. I did play two game props though. Tip of the cap to Isaiah Wrinkle downstairs because there's Von Wrinkle. There is one in the one in these big games. Uh, they always Circa always posts this prop and I like it. I think I've only hit it one out of like three times. But the the shortest touchdown over one and a half yards in college football at plus one twenty five. I like because you're not getting the pi in the end zone. It's going to take it right down to the one. I, I think I've hit I think I've hit this bet one time, but I'm I'm gonna keep going at it here tonight. That just makes sense to me. Uh, but then I'm gonna go closer game. How about a, a long shot on first half tied Bama to win at a little over twenty two to one. First half tied Bama to win twenty two to a little Fun over twenty two yep. to one. All right. We doing first touchdown tonight? Yeah, we'll do it next segment. All right, well I'm back, guys, so you know it's very difficult for you guys to win. We'll do that next. And NFL talk, I promise, next. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 